art, comedy, pop culture, and much more. You're listening to ACPN. Hey, everybody, it is Podcast Rob and James Hutton, and this is the Something Something Cast. Something Something Wheel. Yes, yes, this episode features the wheel of things, <laughs> stuff, yep, and fish. This is the uh, episode, third week episode, the one where we have a uh, machination, a machine, a device that chooses us a random, completely random topic uh, from our list of various concepts and ideas. Sir, I had the wheel last. It is your wheel this time. It is. I have already pre-spun the wheel uh, <laughs> before we got onto the show. Uh, how convenient. The, I know. How convenient. Um, the information is sitting right before me. So the oh. wheel landed on mysteries this time around. It's wonderful. We haven't done mysteries in a while. This one is a doozy. Um, it's, it's three little words. Observant people Marmo. in our stream may know them from what you see at the top of our screen. <laughs> Those three words are the Oakville Blobs. Number one, I love that they included the as one of the three words because it's so oft forgotten. Correct. The other two words are pretty damn interesting i will say so myself um i was shocked i had never ever ever up until um i was randomly reading up on this in case it happened to one day come up on the wheel i had never heard this story and it's <laughs> flipping nuts one day so before we get into this uh i do want to uh circle back around to something that james and i were talking before we started recording we decided that this story was best weighted until we were actually recording for the podcast. Oh, yes, you have um, an anecdote. Yes. Oh, no, it's not an anecdote. Um, I, I almost died this morning. Um, like, no, no hyperbole. Uh, this, was, this, was almost, uh, uh, this was almost not a thing that happened this evening. Um, public service announcement. Kids, don't hang shit from your rearview mirror in your car. Take it from Podcast Rob. Do not do this. So I'm leaving my uh, little, you know, development for work this morning. Yes. And uh, mm -hmm. my development lives, uh, it's right off of, I'll call it a, a major through a thoroughfare through New Jersey, it, a local state It's a major highway. thoroughfare. Uh, so when there is a break in the traffic... Uh, it's not just like a leisurely foot upon the pedal. It's a let's go, like to get out in front of traffic. Right. So I do the let's go to get out in front of traffic, and I turn my wheel to get onto the highway. And the thing I had hanging from my rearview mirror hooks into my steering wheel. Before we go forward, are, have you not said what it is? For a matter of dramatic reveal, or well, it does. It doesn't matter. It was. It was. Okay, it was a lanyard enough, thing that I had hanging around my gotcha. uh, my steering wheel, uh, my rearview mirror, 
that has now been hooked in my steering wheel that will not allow me to straighten said steering wheel out. What clock are you at? So, uh, so starting with the hands at, at the, you know, the 10 and 2, uh, the top of the steering wheel at the 12, the top of the steering wheel has now gone to a 3, so I can pull out onto the highway. Oh, no. My steering wheel gets locked in that position. So I pull out onto the highway, my foot on the pedal, like mashed on the pedal to pull out in front of traffic, immediately pulling back off the highway by hopping a curb, going through a plastic guardrail, and almost slamming into a telephone pole because I could not straighten out my steering wheel. Oh, shit. In the panic, the half gallon of drink that I had sitting next to me falls forward and underneath the pedals. Oh, God. So in order to stop myself from now careening through the bush and into a house, I managed to jam the brake pedal enough that I can just slam the car into park. And then I sit there as my heart basically goes in my chest for about five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, take all of said things off of my rearview mirror, throw them into the back seat, get out, walk a circle around my car, make sure there's no like actual damage to the car, get back in the car, put it in reverse, back off the half lawn onto the highway, put it in drive, go to work. Now with very sweaty armpits. Yeah. I've had something roll underneath my pedals and that alone is a terrifying. scary moment like brutal scary yeah terrifying to already be in a position of horrification i don't think i would have been smart enough to break and throw my car into park i don't know whether i would have been i don't know whether if i would have had that forethought maybe i would have thought to throw my e-brake well, the Maybe? first thought I had was legitimately, I can't straighten my steering wheel out. I need to keep turning the steering wheel more. Because if I hadn't turned it more, I would have nosed right into a telephone pole at about gotcha. 40 miles an hour. Jesus Christ, So <laughs> I just kept turning the wheel further. So I kind Big of ben slid Parliament. past the telephone Big pole. Big Ben Parliament. Yeah, exactly. Big Ben Parliament. So, uh, so yeah, kids, don't hang shit from your rearview mirror. Just don't. And you are understating that highway. Yes. It is one of the busiest. And it's not like the busiest. There's a couple that I would say are worse. It is a, it it is is a highway that a goes commercial. from... It is a highway that goes from Maine to Miami. And in New Jersey, it is a fairly major state interstate. Yes. It is a major <laughs> thoroughfare, especially... <clears throat> During morning and evening. Yes. Yes. So you can imagine what it's like at, oh, say, nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So, hi. Glad to be here. Good God. Woohoo. I, I just imagine you sitting like Cameron from Ferris Bueller in the parking lot of your job. I'm going to have to go in. 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 I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. Ah! Oh, I had to, no, dude, I had to go through that before I put the car back in drive. 
Like, I had to go through that. That whole thing ran through my brain in about a minute and a half while I was sitting there Sure. Waiting. Which felt like two hours. Sure. time moves glacially when adrenaline is running. And the sad thing? Absolutely none of that has anything to do with our topic tonight. Not in the god darn slightest. Not in the least. So... For those of you who are hanging out in chat or listening to the podcast, uh, you may be asking, what are the Oakville Blobs? Well, allow me to explain. This is Robert Stack. Sorry, go ahead. This took place in August of 1994. Uh, there is a small city in Washington State called Oakville. Which had some interesting rain over uh, six times over three weeks. It rained in the city of Oakville. Not rain. No, sir. That would be a boring no. episode for us to do. It rained. Thank you for coming. Uh, this was gelatinous material that rained from the sky. And... When I say gelatinous, like, you can Google pictures of this. Uh, one of the uh, sheriff's department uh, who got caught in this quote-unquote downpour was in his vehicle at the time when it started, turned on his wipers, as one would during the rain. And, right. like, there's a picture of his car after the wipers passed through it. Um, it's what you would imagine it looked like if somebody just opened an entire bottle of Elmer's glue and then turned the wipers on on the car, it literally just smeared gunk across the windshield of the car. Yeah. Now, this the happened multiple times over three weeks to the point where people in the vicinity, people who actually, like, interacted with it and, and like, poked at it, uh, animals, pets that interacted with it, uh, came down with very severe flu-like systems, or in the case of some animals, uh, ended up not surviving. Right. Um, the thing that got me first was that it happened one multiple times, and it was over a fairly large area. I mean, we're not talking the state, but we're talking like, six miles or something like that yeah of area that is a far journey to if it was one thing that fell from somewhere up above the amount of space it has to cover to spread out six miles now to be fair i'm not uh, aeronautically inclined so you could tell me, ah, something that's only 50 feet up, you could get it six miles. And I'd be like, okay, fine. Um, but it seems to me that to have something spread at a, we'll call a radius of three miles, so six in diameter, would legitimately have to be somewhere way up in the clouds. Um... The stories that have circulated around as to what this was, there's, I mean, I only saw really two major answers. Mm -hmm. um, and what I did find interesting is depending which articles you looked at, 
some of them are some of them went we feel that it's a natural it's natural causes just an odd sort of weather thing and other ones go yeah there's no way in hell this was <laughs> done naturally um the goo itself had living cells in it uh white blood cells and I don't have the... Do you have the exact name of the type of cell? It was like eukala... Eukaryotic. There you go. Eukaryotic cells, uh, which come from, again, living creatures. Right. Uh, eukaryotic cell, which is basically a cell that has a definable nucleus and is found present in most animals. So... This was, at best, in the most easiest answer, this is um, jellyfish. Which then begs the question, and I will, I will let you tell the next part of this tale. How the hell would jellyfish get six miles spread around a town in Washington randomly? Well, a, a town that is not a, it's not like on the coast. This isn't like a also a fair town. point. Um, also, a very so good point. there were theories that uh, in uh, atomic testing in the ocean, that uh, one of the atomic tests had blown some jellyfish uh, up into the atmosphere, and it had then taken a while for said uh, jellyfish perts to uh, to refall back down to the earth. Um, however, after going through records of test sites and times, uh, there were no such tests that had been, uh, done in anywhere that would have been able to justify that as a viable answer in this area in Washington. Um... Right. Yeah, some of the tests had said uh, that it had human white blood cells in it, although other tests uh, turned back inconclusive about that. Um, the, the thing that got, that got me is that... So one of the descriptions is the substance was very mushy. It's almost like if you had jello in your hand and you could just squish it through your fingers. Um, we did have some bells go off in our heads that basically said, this isn't right. This isn't normal. Yeah. Really? You think? Um, the thing that gets me is after a bunch of these tests were done and uh, the Washington State Department of Ecology's Hazardous Materials Spill Response Unit tested a bunch of this stuff, a year after one of the people's... Uh, illness had happened, the daughter had apparently uh, kept some of the samples of the blob in a bottle in their freezer. Because... It's very, very Egon. Because that's how, you know, a creep show story starts. <laughs> Martian shit. Exactly. Um, so they, they sent it apart, they sent it off to a private research lab, uh, and a microbiologist by the name of Tim Davis, uh, was the one that said that he saw the eukaryotic cells, which is basically a cell that has a definable nucleus, 
present in most animals. Still doesn't explain how that fell from the sky. Um, there was speculation that, again, bombing runs done by nearby, nearby military. Now, the ocean is 50 miles from this city, uh, which could have caused an explosion within a group of jellyfish that got dispersed into a rain cloud. Mm, no. Like a Pooh Bear. Yeah. Uh, although that did uh, prompt some people in the community to uh, have a discussion about holding a jellyfish festival um, in the town. You know, even though I haven't I like- seen the new Suicide Squad, it's almost like the this is the day that Starro came to town. We're going to have a festival. Uh, there, I, I'm just. You know, I really like that idea. I did see one comment about this that made me very laugh. Is that if that had happened now, like if this was something that occurred um, now, like imagine the the internet fury and the furor that would go on about it. Like everybody would be discussing the Oakville blobs. There'd be Oakville memes. There'd be Blobby, your new porn Twitter character. I don't know. I don't know how the memes work anyway, any days, these, these, these days I've gotten old, but like this would be, everybody would be talking about it. There'd be scientific analysis done. There'd be episodes on YouTube about it. 10 minutes from now, it would be everywhere. But because this happened right at the cusp, like right at the verge of where information was starting to be dispersed in 1993 or four, that it, is completely just like, did you hear about it? It was on Unsolved Mysteries. And like, that's the only way you ever know about it. I'm amazed that this is one of those mysteries that happened in the United States within the last, you know, 20 years. And I'm only just learning about it. Cause, and I'm also surprised there's no real like horror movies about it. This feels like Dean Koontz central. Right. This, this shit's how Phantom starts. And as we I'm all know, to f- Affleck was oh, the God, bomb in Phantoms. Bomb in Phantoms, yo. So so I want to read to you, uh, you may have read the same thing, but this is uh, some paragraphs from a letter written by Ms. Barclift, who was the person whose mother had gotten ill and who had sent the sample to the... Uh, to the private microbiology lab. Uh, yes. So, this is towards the end of her missive, but I was concerned about the material and spoke with Dr. Kobayashi at the Washington State Health Laboratory. He advised me to send a sample of the material, which I mailed to the Washington State Health Lab, assigned to Mike McDowell, one of their epidemiologists on staff. Uh, at some point, he drew the conclusion that the material itself was man-made and was being used as a matrix, which is a vehicle capable of transporting a virus or bacteria. He reported his findings to his supervisor, and when he returned to the lab, he discovered the substance was missing. That's the story I was looking for. He reported this to his supervisor again and was advised at that point not to ask any questions. So, first, before we get to the actual meat of that, did you say Kobayashi? I did. Not not in the same fir- not in the same 
Not in the usual suspects kind of spelling. No, that's exactly what I was thinking. Ah, Mr. Finster. I see you have taken the blobs that Mr. Sose was relying on. It has been noted, and you will do this for Mr. Sose. That was actually really good. <laughs> I can, I can I that. That's almost as good Thank as you're you. walking. <laughs> there are many blobs. Sorry. The blobs. Falling. Falling from, from, from the, the sky. <laughs> Foo Fighter. In Oakville. I'm, yeah, terrible. If it's not that Foo Fighter story, I can't do it. <laughs> but this is the perfect spot for it because it's a Foo Fighter. Um, the missing, the fact that this guy lost or they disappeared or they were misplaced conveniently. Um, and he was quoted as saying that this is the only sample that has ever been lost under my watch. Mm -hmm. Speaks volumes. Um, I want to say that the part that we're going to get to now, which is, which is the sort of not answer answer the we have no answers but it was probably this answer um seems the most logical i'm usually the type of person in one of these mystery stories that sits there and goes i mean i love to read the crazy but i don't believe in the crazy i like to go ah well the city of atlantis was taught to you by you know was brought to us by the listen to our atlantis episode it gets really nuts in there um this one, after reading as many articles as I did, which I'm sure is the same first page of Google that you read, and I did read a couple old cached ones, which are mostly rehashes of the same stuff, I think there is only one sort of path that leads us to this tale. And it's kind of fucked up. I said phantoms, but it's not far off. Please. Okay. Oh, I thought you were just going to be like, well, here we go. I thought you had this prepped. Oh, no, no, no. I was waiting for for your... Oh, I'm sorry. No, the uh, there is stories that... Um, there were Navy tests going on that day. But they would not and have never communicated... That they were over the town, or pa 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 pa, or that this was them. So a small town, roughly anywhere between six and seven hundred people. I saw that name, that number, sort of roundabout there. They all came down with flu-like symptoms. It feels very like the episode of MythBusters with the blue ice. Uh, have you seen that one? Yeah, yeah, and they actually thought that might have been the case. Um, right. But this is like the shining example of why airplane toilet water is dyed blue for just such these reasons. So that it so can be identified, if, I should say. Right. And for those who have never seen this episode, there was a story that went around that a house in the middle of bumblefuck nowhere uh, had this meteor of blue chunk fall through. And the story goes that the, to the turlet in some... 747 was leaking. It clanged. It clung to the to the side of a plane, and then eventually dislodged itself. 
Mythbusters, Mythbusters did the episode saying, this never happened. There's no way this would work. It wouldn't freeze the way it froze. It wouldn't fall the way it fell. And it was one of the few times where the Mythbusters were 1,000% wrong. It did exactly what they thought it would. What, what the myth said it would. Right. Um, so in this case, this really feels like either there was a knowing intent to make the town, to see what would happen to the town if this occurred, if this goo just happened to, and maybe it got a little out of hand. Maybe it, you know, it, it gooped out before they could get to the spot they were going to drop it. Or it was very much the intent to see if this, we expect that this will make 10% of the population sick and 5% of the animals die and it will kill this specific type of tree. I don't know how deep it gets into that sort of weirdness. But it does feel like accidental or not, it was our government doing some sort of, in, some sort of test on its own people. What are your thoughts? If you're talking, no, 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 I'm not talking. I'm trying oh. to, I'm trying to gather my thoughts on this. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm <laughs> not one that usually gives into that type of a conspiracy theory. Nor do I. Um, Generally, so it's very difficult for me to answer a hypothetical question of, do you think these Oakville blobs was the military saying, hey, this town's only 700 people. Let's dump a bunch of shit on them and see what happens. Fair uh, enough. I don't know that I can go, uh, yeah, Bob, I think it was. Uh, well, I'm not, I mean, I'm not obviously going, think about it. No, no, you no, know, no. I'm uh, not, clearly. But <laughs> that being said, I also have seen documentaries like Wormwood, where I kind of know that this shit does go on on a fairly hopefully controlled scale so right am i saying it was the military doing a test on a town of 760 uh, 723 out in oakville washington no would i be surprised to find out that it was the military doing a test on a town of 723 in oakville washington no i think that's and kind that, of the yeah. best answer i can give you on that i don't i don't know that i believe it but if that's where the facts were to to steer the conversation then i i don't i don't i don't think i would find it that difficult to believe my main sort of the only thing that makes me go well that must be it is because of the of how centralized it was i mean a six square miles and go look i mean i looked up the map of this town it is blinking you miss it small right it's like oh it's sort of big it's right in the middle of the town no wait i can see the individual i could count the houses well this i mean the satellite view this rain came down covering 20 square miles right And still, 20 square miles, I mean, that's still, you know, five miles by five miles. That's still not a very large yeah. area at all. Thank you for, my, my brain, like, stopped going, wait. Um, 
I would I wouldn't believe it was if there were spots of it in three other places. Um, because that would remind me specifically of, and I don't know whether you ever read this story. If not, anybody listening, amazing story to go read about the uh, Fugo balloon bombs from World War II. Amazing stuff. Uh, Japan tried to drop bombs in the U.S. with uh, balloons. And they found, and like some of them made it here, which is fucking nuts. Um, if there were different places or it happened in five towns that went sort of across a latitude line or, you know, Canada has been talking about the sick goo for years. I would, I would think it was something else. I would give it some credence, but since it was a one time to do, it feels like somebody made a fucking mistake with a crate in a bomb or a, not a bomb, a bomber, a, a jet of some sort. It, it just, fe- and conveniently it happened in this small area that is now the central hub of a Dean Koontz novel. Um, it, the stuff looks science fictiony. If you see some, you'll see some pictures, but there's sadly it's all evaporated. Um, it's all sort of, it's not just disappeared because, you know, the men in black came and took it. It's because it's been 25 years. Uh, I am curious as to whether anybody was smart enough to put it in like super, super deep freeze, but I didn't see anything that said that. Like I didn't find any information about somebody putting it in dry ice or whatever you might put that in nitrin, nitroglycerin. Yeah, there was because there was none. Yeah, not that I had seen. Which is a bummer because it's it had living tissue in it, white blood cells. Now and again, this is all very like some of these articles say this and some of them say that. Um, the only other and I always try and go out of my way to find the. All right, what did the crazy people say? Right. Like, what's where's the person who said, this stuff fell in my ear, and I voted for Ralph Nader? And sadly, there isn't much. <laughs> I found one where somebody uh, around that time was, was had reported that small metallic fragments had fallen from the sky and, like, burnt through their kid's trampoline. And that was the best I got. So even that's weird that the people who think everything is a fucking crazy story, that this is the goo of the Illuminati spunked out to tell us all of the one world nation that we were all going to be living under, aren't talking about it. Makes you think, doesn't it? I mean, I'm even looking on this one. Uh, it's the the Unsolved Mysteries website. Okay. Um, and I mean, as recent as August eighth of this year, there are people posting that they have this in their yard right now, and they're scooping some of it up to preserve it, and they're in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Okay. Um, funny enough, I did find a Reddit post. This is... Oh, this is interesting. Go ahead. This is somebody's anecdote. This is from a thread uh, about one of the articles that I know we're reviewing uh, mutually 20 years later, the Oakville Blob. Uh, In summer of 1994, my... Pardon me. Let me put my reading voice on. 
In summer of 1994, my husband and I spent some time in Washington State near where the blobs had been found. I have also heard of similar occurrences in other areas of that state around that time. I became severely ill with an unknown illness in August 94, was repeatedly diagnosed or misdiagnosed as pneumonia, flu, leukemia, mitocardosis. After a number of months, I developed partial intermittent paralysis. Um, doctors looking back theorized that I had Guillain-Barre syndrome, among other symptoms, a coughed up mucus that contains goo goo goo. Um, of course I cannot absolutely say that I caught something peculiar in Washington state, but I can say I had a hideous disease soon after I was there. I was so ill. The doctors kept saying they had never seen so many symptoms in someone without an immune deficiency. Like could be coincidence. And as always take anything that comes from Reddit with a grain of salt, but it is super convenient um what so what do you i mean where do we go what i did see there's a new york times article that says that they didn't have a nuclei which is something white blood cells do not have right so there's such but they do stand by that it was the eucleric acid uh the star jellies is another one you'll see it is listed uh that this could be in line with a star jelly. So I am the one I'm interesting thing that I found in this uh, comment thread was somebody talking about Project uh, Project Popeye or Operation Popeye, which was a military cloud seeding project carried out by the Air Force during the Vietnam War. Okay. Uh, the objectives were to increase rainfall in selected areas uh, to deny supply trucks the use of roads nearby by softening road surfaces, causing landslides, washing out river crossings, and maintaining saturated soil conditions beyond the normal time span. Um, so apparently this was supposed to be seeding clouds to gather extra moisture so that when the rain fell, it fell torrentially hard. Um, this was being done between 1967 and 1972, so well outside the boundaries of this being done by 25 years. Right. Um, any well, current legal status, weather modification procedures when performed to achieve a military end now fall under the provenance of the Environmental Modification Convention. I didn't know that was a thing. No. That sounds like a law you put into place to stop Cobra Commander. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. <laughs> the Environmental Modification Convention, NMOD, Formerly the Convention on the Prohibition of Military or Any Other Hostile Use of Environmental Modification Techniques is an international treaty prohibiting the military or other hostile use of environmental modification techniques having widespread, long-lasting, or severe effects. It opened for signature on May, t May 18, 1977 in Geneva and entered into force on October 5th of 1978. The convention bans weather warfare. All right. I mean, I, I get it. It's probably a smart thing. It seems like uh, if we were 
to cause undue harm to an area's weather system in an act of war, we might perhaps cause undue harm to their neighbors or eventually us. Unrelated, completely unrelated. Europe had its hottest day ever last week. Utterly unrelated. So, with that said, you folks out there, have you heard about these Oakland blobs? Are you familiar with the story? Is there a part that we missed? Is there some great tale? I know we have listeners in the Washington area. So please, if you know anything about this story, you know the down low skinny, or you have some crazy like person that works in your office that talks about how now his cousin can hear the radio in his teeth because of it. I wanna know, I need to know. Where can they tell us all that wonderful stuff? You can head over to somethingcast.com where you can find all of the buttons and widgets and links and doodads to listen to us on your various podcatchers of choice, to follow us on various and sundry social medias, such as Twitter at STSTCast, over on Twitch at twitch.tv slash somethingcast, over on the Facebook, facebook.com slash somethingsomethingcast. Uh, yeah, let us know what you think. I'm curious to hear what other people's opinions of this interesting topic are. Yes. And also let us know if there are any other weird sort of uh, mysteries that we may not know about. Just this one came out of nowhere. I was super unaware of it. So if you have a cool mystery, please let us know. And if you weren't aware, we were recording this live on twitch.tv slash something cast as just a sort of surprise episode. So if you want to catch us live, make sure you uh, go there and friend it all up. That's all I got, my buddy. Yeah, I got I got nothing else on this, but I would like to hear more about it. Me too. And I'm glad you didn't careen into a telephone pole. Yeah, so am I. Yeah. Although I With wish I had said, renewed my registration when it was supposed to. <laughs> oh my to. god. Oh my god. I just put two and two together that previous to this before we were recording, Rob was took a minute cuz he had to go do registration work. If that had happened and you didn't have registration, oh my god. I'm James Hatton. I'm Podcast Rob. We'll see you guys next time, I hope. Later. Later.